Welcome to the Unfiltered Farmwives podcast. I am Kelly McCormick. Joined by Carolyn Reed. Oh. We're doing something a little different today. Instead of a evening podcast, we're doing a morning podcast with <laughs> coffee and cold caffeine. Yes. <laughs> I've had my two cups of coffee. And so, uh, yeah, I had to run Colby to a babysitting job. And so I stopped at the gas station and got a fountain soda. I switched to cold caffeine. I'm, I'm living dangerously. I'm on my third cup of oh. coffee. So I'm going to be super jittery. Oh, well, in about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, picked up a little uh, one of those sleeves of um, uh, donuts, those little gem donuts. You know, I've recently discovered I've always had like the powdered sugar ones. And then the other day I picked up one. They're called crunchy. I think the crunchy ones and they're coated with coconut and they're the most amazing things I've ever eaten. They're I don't know amazing. That I've ever had those. I never have either in all my lives. I was like, you guys, we have been missing out our entire lives. Taste these. And Max is like, oh, those are good. Those are good. And so I had one of those. So I'll probably be jittery here soon from the sugar <laughs> and the caffeine. Yeah. So yeah, might be a short podcast today. <laughs> Generally, if I have too much sugar with caffeine, it upsets my stomach. So might be a 10 minute podcast today, you guys. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know that I've ever heard of those or seen of those. I don't like coconut though, so I don't know um, if I'd like them. I don't know. Yeah, it's they're good. They're it's not a strong coconut. It's 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 good. It's good. I can't eat anything sweet before noon. Yeah. Because my it just upsets it, my me stomach. Too. And then like I can't eat the whole rest of the day because yeah. my stomach's upset. Like yeah. the girls were trying to get me to eat something earlier and I was like, No guys, I was like, it's strictly coffee for me. I can do some salt, but no sugar. I still do it on occasion, though. Like, I know it's going to upset my stomach. Nick will run and get donuts occasionally in the morning, and I'm like, yeah, am I going to regret this in 10 minutes? Absolutely. Am I still going to eat this Bavarian cream-filled donut? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Have you seen that meme where it's like me eating something that I know upsets my stomach and always has, but maybe today will be a different day. Like, nope. Hope springs eternal. We can wish. Uh, I almost didn't come over today. I almost texted you and was like, I can't podcast today. <laughs> and the reason being is I don't want to put a bra on. <laughs> it's sweatshirt season. You don't have to. I know, right? I know. That's my if, favorite. If our kids were still really, really young, I probably would have still done that. I just would have been like, I'm going to throw this sweatshirt on. But we have teenagers now and I feel like I must have a bra on at all times. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> at other I, people's houses. Like, you know, no. yeah. There was nobody here, so I, nobody I, know. I should have texted you. Do yeah. you have any kids at home? Nope. <laughs> nope. Come on over. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about fall. Yeah. Sweatshirts. And the best thing about sweatshirts is, like, you put on your sweatshirt and shorts. That's my favorite thing to wear in the yes. entire world. Sweatshirt and shorts. And, like, it's it's an at-home outfit. It's a going-out outfit. Like, it's... You, it's so um, universal, whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah. I can do it for everything. Yeah. Sometimes when I have to run the kids to school in the morning, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I haven't showered yet. So I don't want to, you know, go through the whole putting on under like bra, you know, situation. And then I have this fear, this unfounded fear that I'm going to come across an accident that I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to be the first person and that they'll be like, did you see, also see that Kelly McCormick didn't have a bra on <laughs> and was there like, <laughs> and so that thought alone sends me to the bedroom to put a bra on to do That's the school run hilarious. or the other fear is that that will be the morning that a teacher has to come out and talk to me and I'm sitting there. <laughs> In the parochial school parking lot. 
LeBron. They can't tell. You can't tell. I would tell. have my hands like over my, oh my cr- like cross yes. it in front of my chest and be like, oh, so my son did that in class. I'm sorry, I'll take care of that at home. Like as I'm pulling away and waving because I don't want them to see. You're making it. The thing is, they do not know. But I do the same thing. Like I'll like cross my arms and then like afterwards I'm like, you're making it more obvious. If you would just, they wouldn't, they're never going to know. But your, your uncomfortableness is making them be like, what's wrong with her? Oh, she doesn't got a bra on. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. I'm 47. I've had two kids and I'm chubby. They're yeah. going to know. <laughs> Not in a sweatshirt. I would never know. Uh, I don't know. That's funny. Oh, uh, So what did you do last night, Carolyn Reed? <laughs> what did you do last night? So, um, Cora had some friends over uh-huh. and we went toilet papering. Yeah. At whose house? At whose house? A lot of people. A lot of people. We, we may have stopped in your front yard. I was like, we were at a volleyball game last night, or at least I was, and got home at like 11 o'clock and I was tired. I was grumpy, had been gone for forever, you know, laying in bed. All of a sudden I hear Nick jump up and run down the hallway and I'm like, what the heck? I go out there and I hear the front door open and close and I'm like, oh, there's toilet papers. <laughs> there's someone's out TPing our house. And and so um, I hear him, like he comes back in. Well, we, we have a driveway alarm. I shouldn't tell anybody that because that's generally how we know people are at our house TPing is we hear the driveway alarm the driveway go alarm. off. That's why I didn't yeah. go down the driveway. <laughs> I and, still don't know how he heard us though. <laughs> And so, um, so yeah, and so I heard that go on a couple of times and off, and I looked out the window, and I didn't see kids running everywhere, which is generally what we see. And um, he comes back in, and he's like, I caught him. It was Carolyn, I'm sure. He's like, it was a maroon minivan that had some issues. Who else would it be? <laughs> That's what I told the girls when we went. I was like... If, if we get caught, like, all they got to do is look at my van, and they're going to know exactly who it is, like, immediately know. But, no, we had went out and did some other places or whatever, and we had, like, one roll of toilet paper left, and we were on our way home. And I was like, we're just going to stop in front of their house. I was like, you guys can just shred it in the front yard, whatever. And so, like, we opened the van door, the sliding door or whatever. And they're, like, hanging out, just, like, shredding it. They didn't even get out of the van. Like, they were just doing it in the van. And all of a sudden, we saw the lights flip on, and Nick came out. And I go, I go, lean back, lean back. I took off. I didn't even shut the van door. I waited till we got, like, where you go down that hill past yes. your house. And then I stopped so they could shut the van door. And I was like, don't fall out. Is that why there's empty plastic from TP? Oh, favor the prayer. Probably. It probably fell out of the like, van when we took off. I was like, those little turkeys don't. They're empty. <laughs> it probably flew out. I didn't even know it was there. So I guess I should explain because maybe some people no, don't know what toilet paper is. Please do because so, this is something that we did not do. This was not an activity in my hometown. I think <laughs> so every fall, usually like second, third week in September or whatever, weather gets really nice. Uh, get starts getting dark earlier and you go toilet papering and what toilet papering is is you buy a whole bunch of toilet paper and then you just throw the toilet paper through the trees you wrap it around bushes you shred it in people's yards and like everybody in the area does it yes. like it's it, everyone's always like it's TPing season yes We're, and every single weekend that's what the kids want to do we want to go toilet paper we want to go toilet papering um and so yeah we went out last night and there was we saw 
one, two, three, four other people out doing it as well. Yeah. So it's just, and everybody does it. Yeah. And like, as long as you don't, like I always, the groups I take, we don't destroy anybody's property. No. We don't do anything to like ruin their stuff or whatever. And for the most part, everybody in the area, it's all good fun. And even yeah. when they catch you, they laugh and think it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really care. Like we did one of the girls' teachers last night, which they had told me they were like, "We want him to catch us." So, <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they think it's funny. I Colby don't said know. that too. She goes, "It's almost more fun when they catch us and we have to run." Uh huh. <laughs> so they they had been toilet papering for like. 20, 25 minutes. I told them, I was like, I don't want to get caught. I was like, I'll stay in the van or whatever. So I waited and waited and waited. And I was like, what are they doing? So I had been parked on the side of the house and I like came around the front without my lights on. And they were like up knocking on the window trying to get his attention. (laughs) (laughs) So he finally came out and laughed or whatever. Um, And then I like laid on the horn really loud because I was like, in case you didn't get caught, now you really are caught. And then they came running to the van and got in and stuff. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, I'm 39 years old. I toilet papered three houses with them last <laughs> night. I thought it was a blast. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh my gosh, we did my sister, um, which she knew. So Josie stayed the night at her friend's house last night and Josie and her friend are six and they wanted to go toilet papering. And I asked Michelle, I was like, do you care if they come toilet paper you? And she's like, no, that's fine. Yeah. And she goes, but I know if it's really good, you came back with Cora and them and you did our house. So we had toilet paper. We went back by. Oh, my gosh. Her, we covered everything. Oh, my gosh. Her van, trucks, trees, everything. But there was this plastic tub in front of her house. And the girls kept tripping on it and being loud. And so, like, every time they trip, I drop to the ground and, like, lay in the grass. And, like, is she coming? Is she coming? So we were just getting done. And she walked out her garage door. And I chucked my roll of toilet paper. We ran into the van. So it was fun. It's a blast. I highly highly recommend it it's it's good clean it is it It is it is it's expensive now but yeah the kids go out in the morning and um you know clean it up and everything last week one of max's friends texted him and was like hey um you want to come in town and and toilet paper tonight tp tonight and and uh, max is like yes and so his mom texted and she's like Max is coming, you know, come on in. There's five or six other kids that are going, not going to lie. We're not going to be home. We're just, you know, I'm like, I'll be home, you know, whatever. If there's any problems, the kids were going to, you know, like the meeting point was the mom's mom or, you know, his little grandparents house, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so it was all good or whatever. So Max is so excited. You know, he's, he loves this. This is just something that he loves. Like it's his favorite thing. So he comes downstairs and he's got a black hooded sweatshirt on. He's got black pants on. He has taken everything out of his black backpack for school, loaded it up with toilet paper. He's like, ready. (laughs) And I'm like, somebody's watched too many CIA movies with his mom. (laughs) I want to say... Two or three years ago, I took a group and Max was with us. Yes, yes. And he was like ninja rolling through the oh, yard. Yes. And I was I was dying laughing. He was like climbing trees. But didn't he fall out of a tree? Yes, he fell out of a tree. <laughs> then he climbed. But I was cracking up. Yeah, he. Yeah. The boys, the boys take it pretty seriously. Yes. Girls are just, well, I shouldn't say all girls, but the girls I usually take, they're just like, eh, yeah, whatever, yeah. this is fun, giggle, yeah. giggle. But the boys are like stealth mode. Yes. Have a plan, like doing all these things, dodging back and forth or whatever. Yes. So it's yeah. so much fun to it watch. Is. It, it is. It's, it's, I, it's a fun tradition in this area. Yeah. yeah. I love doing it. I can just see somebody listening to the podcast, though, take up the tradition. 
they're like, let's go teeping. And the, everybody else in their town are like, what the, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, what, what is this? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's good, clean fun. Whenever we were younger, <laughs> the high schoolers, um, they would take it a little bit further and you would teepee, but then you'd hedge apple people's yards. And yeah. so that's where you take a whole bunch of hedge apples. And you didn't, like, throw it through windows or anything, but you just threw them all over their yard. And then the other thing was if you got forked. Yes. And you take the plastic forks and yes. stick them in the ground. And it's, they're, like, impossible to get out. They break off. Yes. Those were the ones. You did those to people you didn't really like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was there was one family in our hometown. Uh, she was kind of our nemesis of sorts. And we we actually, her mom actually pulled us into the bathroom one night at a basketball game and lectured us about not liking her daughter, which really helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really helped. And we did talk. We got a little revengeful and we did talk about using Roundup and writing words mm-hmm. in their yard. We didn't do it because we were good girls. But man, we did talk about it. We were like, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say some of them, for the most part, though, I think in this area, nobody takes it too no. far like that. But no. whenever I was in high school, some of them took it a little far. Yeah. But. Yeah. But they were much more evil and vengeful, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (coughs) Nick has said, too, that a few times in high school, they would, I don't know what he called it, like porch junk or junk porch. Like, Mm -hmm. they would just go get junk and put it Mm -hmm. on people's porch. Like, an old used toilet or something. Like, if someone Mm -hmm. was remodeling a house and they had junk from, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. they would put, they would fill up the back of a truck and then, in the middle of the night, put it all on somebody's porch. Yeah. I would, I would die if somebody did that to us. Like... (laughs) I would be so mad. Unless no. there was something useful in there. And then I yeah, might well, like, yeah, let's, let's filter. Let's go through this and see if there's there anything. There might be something we can use. Wait a second. Our house was built in 85. That toilet might be newer than something <laughs> yes. our bathrooms. Exactly. My favorite is, like, Henry's at the age. He'll go do it. But it's almost more fun for him to stay home and guard the house yes. to see if anybody's going to do it. You yes. Know? And him and a couple of his friends, like, they'll be, he'll be like, hey, you want to go out? And there's like, nope, I'm on TPing duty. I got to see if anybody's coming. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then a lot of them get like, um, not BB guns. Oh. Or, or what was it? Orbeez gum. Do you know what those are? No. The Orbeez, they're like these little plastic things with water in them or whatever. But they, so they'll get Orbeez guns. And if people come in the yard, they shoot them with these Orbeez guns and stuff. I have not heard those. Or paintballs or something I've heard paintballs, yeah. But yeah. 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 So it's almost more fun protecting the home front (laughs) than it's going out. We have only ever been toilet papered two times I think and the one time I still don't know who did it to this day but they did a fantastic job really like Tony and I were so impressed when we got up that morning we were like we don't know who did this but they did a good Good job job. and then the other time was some of Cora and Josie's friends toilet papered us but they were scared of Tucker and so they did they only did like two trees way down the the lane and it was like (laughs) Half a roll of toilet paper, and then they got scared, and they were like, "We're out. We're we, out. Can, we, we can't. Tony's gonna get mad. The dog's gonna get us. We're done." So, we had a. Was it last year or the year before? 
<laughs> we were pretty proud of this. Not of the actual TPing job that we did, but of the sneakiness of the whole situation. Uh, it was a friend of the kids, and we, we had gone by there a couple of times, and I don't even remember why. There was some reason we couldn't stop there. I don't know if they were outside or they had company over or whatever, but we wanted to get them really bad late. It was like a Saturday night. And so then Nick's like, for those of you not from the area, there's there's two different church services in our area. There's an 8.30 and there's a 10 a.m. And so we knew that this family went to the 10 a.m. And so Nick's like, okay, we're going to go to the 8.30 church tomorrow. And then we're going to go straight afterwards to their house. And so while they were at church, we <laughs> did That's hilarious. That's what, there's a big volleyball tournament this weekend. Yeah. And that's what the girls and I were talking about. I was like, half these people aren't even home. We right. can go do it right now and they're never even going to know. That's true. Absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's fun. I like it. As I was just telling the girls uh, today, I was like, this is my favorite time of year. Yeah. Like I'm just, I was like, the weather's beautiful. I love seeing all the combines and tractors and mm-hmm. stuff in the field. And you just, you can feel the change in the weather. Yep. And then like, you've got these fun little activities the kids can do and stuff. It's my favorite. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I love the weather. I love the sports of this season. I love that mm-hmm. basketball practice is starting soon and we'll have games. There's my two favorite sports to watch. And so... A month from now when I'm freezing, I'm not going to like it. I know, I know. And like fires in the evening, sit around the fire. Because it's like in the summer, it's, you do that, but it's almost so hot, you know. Whereas like this time of year, it's like nice to, it's cozy sitting around a fire. You know what I mean? Completely agree. Completely. Yeah. Yeah, It could, I would love to live in an area with that weather temperature. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's an area that. Does it has it year round though? I've I've heard that Colorado, like Denver area, is pretty beautiful that way. Like you think of Denver of snow and everything, but mm-hmm. I had a, a high school friend who lived out there, and she said, "Yeah, in the mountains it's that way, but Denver's not that way. Like you could wake up to an inch or two of snow, and it's melted by noon because it's sixty five, seventy degrees." I don't know. She's like, "It's awesome." Hmm. Yeah, I could live in Colorado. I think Colorado would be beautiful. I wouldn't want to live in Denver, but well, no, I some of the other, Denver. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some I don't the... want to live in any big city. I'm going to be honest. Me neither. Me neither. They're a mess. I actually saw the funniest meme the other day, and it said, "In your 20s, you're like, I want to move to yes, a New big, York City, big city, yes. or whatever." And then in your 30s, you're like, "I want to settle down, you know, in a." a smaller town or whatever. And then in your forties, you're like, I want to live by myself in the middle of yes. nowhere with no civilization, civilization yes. around me or whatever. Absolutely. I'm like, yep. I feel that I can, I can honestly say that's my life story right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, it is. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember even, I mean, not that I lived in a huge city, but I mean, you know, living in Bloomington or the quad cities or whatever, 100,000, 200,000 people was pretty big compared to my small little farm town. And at that time in my early 20s, some of my college friends lived in Chicago. And so I can, I can remember going and visiting them in Chicago and I would be like at midnight at some part, I'd be like, I am quitting my job and I am finding a job in Chicago and I am moving here. And then the next day, as I paid my $30 for 24 hour parking fee, and there was like eight of us sleeping on the floor of a one-bedroom apartment. You know, I was like, never mind. Yeah. You know, like, this is Pass. miserable. I'll just come visit you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pass. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Tony and I went to New York City. I'm trying to think. It was several years ago. 
probably close to 10 years ago. And I remember when we went, I was like, if I was in my 20s, I'd move here in a heartbeat. Just for like, I wouldn't want to live there forever, but just like six months yeah. to experience it. Um, But like I knew even then I was like, mm, no, I'm too old for this right. life. Too right. old. Yeah. Concrete jungle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be a fun experience. I think it would have been fun like if I'd gone to grad school or something like that mm-hmm. for like just two years, go and do it. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm also too much of a tight ass. I was going to say the cost of living yeah. is what kills me. I like, wouldn't be able to do it. Cause yeah, you can't afford it. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Cause one of, I, you know, one of my friends that I went to college with that lived in Chicago that we would go visit and, and he would introduce me to the rest of his friends. There was like a whole group of us that were friends and he lived, he didn't even live in Chicago. He lived in Denver, but Alex lived in Chicago and then Kelly and Nicole lived elsewhere and we would all drive in to go out and, and, they would, there would be like, Kelly's the only adult. Me, Kelly, was the only adult. Because I bought my first house at 23 years old. You know, it was just a little two-bedroom mm-hmm. house. But they were like, Kelly doesn't live at her home in her parents' basement. She, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm like, when you live in a smaller town than Denver or Chicago or, you know, wherever, you can do those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just totally different now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're spoiled with our little, little oh, area. Yes, 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 yes. I was actually, what was it? I was talking to a claims adjuster from Pekin Insurance last week. Here's the downside of country life. I have replaced the windshield oh on my, my car three times in the last 12 months, just from driving on the country roads, passing a grain truck or any vehicle, and it's spitting rocks onto my car and the windshield getting chipped. So this is the third one. So the claims adjuster calls and she's asking questions. And I'm like, yeah, I already have it scheduled. It's actually getting fixed tomorrow da, 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 and all this stuff. And she's like, what's what company is it? And I'm like, I can't remember the name. Autoglass Unlimited, Unlimited Autoglass. I don't know. It's Tracy Vonderheide. I don't know. And she goes, <laughs> how do you know that? I'm like, he's the owner. And she's like, how do you know the owner? I'm like, I live in a town of like 400 people. She goes, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I said it's, it's the like only option close by, you know, and, and everything. And she's like, what's it like living in a town that small? And I said, well, we actually live out in the country. And she's like, you do? How many acres? I'm like, oh, I think 25 or 26 acres. And she goes, how did you do that? She's like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I grew up on a farm and married a farmer, you know? And she's like, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. She's like, oh, you're li- she's like, you're living the dream. She said, you're living the dream. We really are, though. <laughs> Like so many people would love. Yes. Yes. Love it. And I do love it actually. I do too. I, should, I shouldn't say that like it's a bad thing. I love the way yeah. our life is and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I always knew though, growing up, like, did I want to maybe move to a big city and experience yeah. it? Possibly. But I always knew I was like, nope, I want a big house in the country out in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to, I don't want a big town life. I don't want any of that. Like I always knew I wanted a farm. And I don't marry a farmer. I don't think I knew that. I, I think I probably just always assumed that I'd live in a bigger town and work the corporate life, et cetera. And then, you know, about 30 years old, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what cracks me up because I can totally see that side of you, mm-hmm. but I've only ever known yeah. the other Kelly. Yeah. So, and like, like with your jobs and stuff like that and. I can totally see that side of you and stuff like that. But yeah, like I've, I've only ever known the kid yeah. that wants the house in the country and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I know. Always, it always cracks me up because like, you'll tell me about the different things you did when you were younger. And I was like, really? You did? Like, 
I, I can see it. And I know you're not, I know that's really it, but that's not the Kelly I know. I know, right? I know. I think Nick feels that way too. <laughs> I think he's like, I married the Kelly that dressed all in black and wore high heels and had an office job. And I now have the Kelly that's worn that's the same t-shirt for three days yeah. and wants to tell you about her butternut squash crop. <laughs> Exactly. He always says, if 25-year-old Kelly could see 47-year-old Kelly, she would not believe it. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, what? What happened? I know. What happened to the original plan? <laughs> That's funny. No, I always, I always knew. Like, yeah. like, growing up, it was, and I, like, even... I had journals and stuff from when I was younger and I always wrote that in there. I wanted to live in the country, have a whole bunch of kids, marry a farmer. Like, I don't know. And yeah. I don't know why, like I decided that was my life goal, <laughs> but it was. It's a fine goal. It's a great and, life. And yeah. And I got everything I wanted. I'm really happy. I love all of it, but yeah, I don't miss like a lot of people like, you know, Oh, I wish I had done this when I was younger. I wish I did this. And I'm like, mm, I mean, Maybe I do. I wish I'd lived in the city for a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I think, I think for me, part of it, and I actually have thought about this a lot lately, is that I grew up in the 80s and the 80s glamorized so much the yuppie career corporate lifestyle. You know, I think of like L.A. Law, the TV series, mm -hmm. and um, the movie The Secret to My Success with Michael J. Fox, and, and just some of those shows that I just loved watching, and the business aspect of things. I think that really attracted me, and I was very curious about it and everything. And then once I got there, I was like, you know... <laughs> As I'm sitting in a hotel for the seventh night in Milford, Nebraska, I'm like, I don't know that this is what I thought it was going mm -hmm. to be. And I love that part of my life. I really, really did. I mean, it was fun and I am so happy for the experiences. But also, yeah, I think the older you get, you're like, oh, this is this is not the be all end all, mm -hmm. you know, and kids definitely change you. I definitely oh, wanted my kids to have the same lifestyle that I had growing up. And, um, so yeah. Yeah. Kids added a whole different aspect to the way I thought, you know, like I knew I wanted kids and how I wanted to raise my family. And then I had the kids and then, so like we were living there in town and it's a town of 400 people. It's not like we were, right. you know, whatever, but every day Tony and I both were like, man, we've got to get to the country. This, yes. That's the life we want our kids to have. Cause we both grew up in the country and it was just, it completely changed your goals yes. and what you wanted to do. If we had stayed living in town, I would be debt free and yes. would have a mortgage yes. we like a year away from paying off our house. And exactly. Stuff like that. But at the same time, what I traded for it is the life that we've always dreamed of living. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so it just, it just changed things for me. Well, and I will say too, as somebody who married into this area, I came down here kicking and screaming. I did not want to move to Nick's home area because I would, you know, had been raised in a small town and my, my whole thought process around it was friendships had been made in kindergarten. I was probably just not going to have a lot of friends, you know, just blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So when we first got married, we actually lived an hour away because I was working for Deer at the time. My position was in the Quad Cities at corporate. And um, 
I had started interviewing at the University of Illinois for fundraising, like in their their uh, alumni foundations program and stuff. And so we bought a house an hour away because I was in negotiations with them. And at that same time, Deer then came back and said, no, we're going to allow you to telecommute. Because at the time, there was not a lot of telecommuting going on. And so they're like, we're going to we're going to experiment with you. OK, we'll see how this goes. So the deal was, is that I could work from home four days a week. One day a week, I had to drive the three and a half hours to Moline and have a complete day of meetings with my team. And so I'm like, OK. So Nick had an hour's drive to the farm. and He did that for a year. And then. We moved, um, Deer said I could continue telecommuting. So then we moved about 20 minutes away to Shelbyville mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we lived in town and a house came up for sale. It was, it was coming up for auction and, and he had a relative interested in the 80 acres that was around it, but didn't need the house. And so we were like, well, we'll go and look at the house. Cause he was like, if you guys are interested in buying the house, you know, we went and looked at it. We were like, maybe he ended up not getting the ground at the auction And so a month or two later, Nick had been at the bank and they came back. He came home that night and said, hey, I was at the bank and the guy who got that land at the auction doesn't want the house and he's going to split it off and sell it. And I was like, no, we're here. We just did a little bit of remodeling on this house, you know, here in town, blah, 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 blah. But luckily for Nick and, and myself in hindsight, our neighbor had this horrible barking dog all night long, all the frick night long. And so after about my third night in a row of being up at 2 a.m. with this dog barking, I woke Nick up and I was like, call that guy and buy that freaking house. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we ended up. Don't mess with Kelly's sleep. (laughs) No. So that's, that's how we ended up down here in this area then. But it's been the biggest gift. I mean, like, I know you and I have talked about it. I mean, like the Stu Straws area, it's just a very... I mean, I just feel like I've lived here my whole life. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's I always it's home. forget that you didn't like, yeah. grow up here. Like, to me, you've always been around. You've always been around. Well, yeah, Nick and Kelly have always, you know. Like it, and, yeah. and when we talk about, like, high school and memories and stuff like that, that's when I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, no, she didn't grow up Why here. do we have no memories of Kelly in high school? That's so weird. Why, why don't I remember that story? I mean, she's she a little me. bit older than me, but surely. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, well, I'm so glad that you moved to the area. Me too. <laughs> I'm glad you guys made that decision. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Thank God I for was, that barking dog, yeah. right? Good, good job, neighbor. Good <laughs> job. Oh, that stupid dog. <laughs> Hated that dog. We, I've never had the, like, issues with dogs when we lived in town or anything like that. We did. When we lived in town, we did have chickens and we had a rooster that oh. would crow and our neighbor started to complain. Yeah. So we got rid of it. Yeah. And I don't like immediately got rid of it. And I think they were grateful that we got rid of it. Um, but I think they were a little shocked of how we got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we need to move to the country, don't we? <laughs> They're not ready for this type of lifestyle. <laughs> Even in little towns. <laughs> There's always one, that one family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we were that family. <laughs> They they were ready to get us out of town. They were like, "Go take your chickens and your your." We were already starting to get cats and dogs at that point. So. We better make it uncomfortable for the reeds before they start putting goats in the backyard. Yes, goats on a stick. Yes, that's hilarious. Yeah, nope. I I I mean, obviously, every area has its problems. Oh yeah, nothing's perfect, but. 
I've always felt like our area has done a good job of retaining some of the um, old-fashioned, maybe you want to say lifestyle yeah. values and stuff like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. It's, it is, there's, it's a good community. It really yeah. is. My sister, Kim, she always says, Kelly managed to find the one community in Illinois that stuck in 1983. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, I would say probably more like 1993, not 83, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm like, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty traditional of mm-hmm. sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the things changed a little bit, but still there's a lot of things that we like, it's still just yeah. a lot of the things my kids get to experience are the same things I experienced yeah. growing up. Like teeping. Yeah, like teeping, <laughs> you know, or like like the tractor drives, you yes. know, the, the hay rides in the fall, you know, stuff like that. They get to experience all that. And yeah. to me, like, those were some of the fun childhood memories I had. And I'm so glad we still live in a community where we can do that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know, like TPing, if you tried to do that in some areas, you'd probably get the cops called on you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. For the most part, everyone's just like, yeah, the yeah. kids, they're having fun. TP season. Yeah. yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> we we have this little bar in town, and uh, Nick and I joke around constantly with our friends that it's like, we drop the kids off at uh, the church for youth group, church youth group, and then we're like, okay, we're going to head to the bar for beer and pizza. We'll come get you after church youth group and bring you up to the bar for beer and pizza. You know, it's like... <laughs> That's the kind of community it is. And it's just like, nobody raises an eyebrow about it. They're like, oh, everybody, everybody went to the bar for beer and pizza after church youth group, you know? Uh Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had an hour to kill between uh, practices the other day. And it was just me and Josie. And I was like, should we go to the bar for beer and pizza? And I was like, nah, we better not. Just you and me. (laughs) Nobody else might be up there. But yeah. I don't know. I love it. I do too. I think it's great. I do but. too. I love it. I love, I love that like about this time of year, everybody's cleaning out their gardens. And so you walk out after church and everybody's brought their extra produce mm-hmm. and it's sitting on the sidewalk and you just, oh, well, these green peppers look great. So, yeah. So I am obsessed with the idea of building a cold frame. Have, have I ever told you what? A, no. Okay. So I came across this girl on Instagram and her whole thing, she lives in Canada. So way colder than here. And she grows, uh, she has a winter garden. And so basically anything that you can grow in the early spring. So your lettuces, your spinach, your peas, your radishes, all of that stuff. She's like, you can, you can keep those over the winter. If you grow them in the fall, she's like, they won't grow, but you can maintain them over the winter so that they're still alive. So she's like, you have to plant them 30 to 60 days before your first frost. And so she's like, she does two things. She, so she has like a four by eight raised bed that she plants these in and then she builds this I don't know like it's higher on one side so it slants on the top she puts plexiglass across the top on hinges so she can lift like a lid of this plexiglass but it's slanted and it's facing the south so it gets south sun okay then inside she's like what you do is you for your first let's say it's a 12 inch you know deep garden raised bed She's like, you put composting materials, not that, not compost that's already done, but what is going to be. So your straw, your manure, all of that stuff, because as that composts, it produces heat. So she's like, you put that all down in the bottom and then put three to four, five inches of your potting soil on top that the plants are actually going to grow in. And she's like, between that slanted plexiglass that works as a greenhouse facing the south sun, and the heat 
from that compost working. She's like, it produces enough heat to keep that inside 65, 70 degrees. And so if you've planted lettuce, kale, radishes, et cetera, they'll maintain just fine over the winter. So she's like, I, I plant all of that stuff so that I have all my lettuces and everything just out in the backyard. And so I'm obsessed with this idea. I'm and not I'm surprised. I know, right? I know. I'm obsessed with it and I want to build it so badly. And so I got her books from the library. I ordered them in and, and I'm like, she's got the designs in there and all the different crops that she grows and, and all this stuff. And I'm like going to do it. And then I was at a family dinner. And uh, Nick's sister-in-law's family, they have a greenhouse and everything and, you know, actually sell plants. And so I was telling them about it, all excited about this. And then her sister says, how are you going to keep mice and rodents out of that, though? They're going to be attracted to the warmth in there. And it's like I went, da, da, da. It was like a balloon prick. I was so deflated. I was like, oh, my gosh, you've just ruined this for me. (laughs) Surely she's got a chapter in that book that talks about that. Though. I, they, there isn't. There isn't. I'm going to try to find her email address and <laughs> ask her. How do you keep mice from building a nest? Yeah, out I of this. Of that. Went, I would. I didn't either. I'm not even so upset about it. Yeah, that's funny. My problem with like that kind of stuff is my family doesn't eat any of yeah. that stuff. I'm the only one, and so and it's the same with like with so much of the stuff that I do produce in our garden or whatever half of it I'm the only one that eats it yeah you know and so that's like I did lettuce this year I was the only one that ate it and so by week two you're done with it I let it go because like here I am I've got 10 pounds of lettuce you know I can't Mm -hmm. eat that much you know the problem is is I'm the hope springs eternal Carolyn and I just feel like if I have spinach all winter long I'm probably going to end up a size four (laughs) like I'm going to come out on the other side of winter because this is what's holding me back from my dream body is having this cold frame (laughs) and unlimited spinach in January (laughs) now am I going to plant it and it's is it going to be a complete waste of time and money absolutely but it's the idea it's the idea and i still am gonna freaking do i would i would like to do a greenhouse actually but for the fruits because fruit is something we go through a ton of in my house um so like strawberries cantaloupe watermelon stuff like that i wish i could find a way to have that year round yeah because that's what i hate is like summer you go to the store if you want to purchase a watermelon and it's like three dollars you know winter it's like a nine dollar right. thing and i'm like my gosh and my like I, my family will eat an entire watermelon in one day yeah you know and i'm like mm. so that's the one thing i wish i could figure out have you canned have you ever canned like peaches and stuff like that i have not you should do that i didn't even think about that yeah peaches were expensive this year though yes yes they were they were very expensive I've, I've, several people in my facebook canning group said the same thing <laughs> and my apples did not do good this year either really on our apple trees i got maybe seven or eight off of them that were decent so which we don't We've never um, sprayed them or done mm-hmm. anything for upkeep and stuff like that. We probably need to. So, I'm going to run to the orchard sometime this fall when apples, you know, when it's whatever, apple season here in a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it. Apple season. But apple season. you can go and buy like the, what do they call it? The bee, the bee harvest or whatever, mm-hmm. where, you know, nothing, the, the unpretty ones that are bruised and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I usually make applesauce out of that yep. and can it. I was going to say, I did that a couple different years. Yeah. I would make, uh, my kids love apple butter. 
Oh, really? And I love making apple butter. There's nothing that I make it in the crock pot. Yeah. And, like, you've got to let it simmer for like 18 hours, something stupid. Mm-hmm. And like I turn that on. Our house smells so amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I just want this as an air freshener every single day. I feel that way about making spaghetti sauce. I'm like, somebody oh. really needs to make a spaghetti sauce candle. <laughs> You know what? I do love that smell. I, I never thought about that. Like the basil and the garlic and everything. Yeah. Because I, I let it simmer overnight in a roaster and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, how does spaghetti sound for breakfast? Anybody? <laughs> I'm hungry. That's funny. I've never thought about that. Yeah, because we had spaghetti and meatballs last night and I did. I walked in the house. I was like, mm, it smells mm, so good. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that <laughs> Italian sauce smell. I also love like whenever I'm baking pies and stuff like that. I don't know what it is. The smell of a pie baking in the oven. I don't care what kind it is either. It reminds me of my grandma's house so much. And so whenever I bake pies, I like, I'm like, it's like I'm at my grandma's house again. I love yes. it. Yes. Love the smell of pie baking. Yeah. So, but when we really like derailed, <laughs> we started with <laughs> not wearing a bra <laughs> and now we're on to canning. <laughs> but we Shocker. haven't, <laughs> this is like, we haven't sat and talked though for a while. Like we, we haven't, haven't had a couple beers and chit-chatted for i mean it's probably been a month or so chaos yeah yeah i feel like we say that every single i actually said to myself on the way over here i'm not going to talk about how busy life is because Mm -hmm. i feel like we say that every single we're like a stuck record Mm -hmm. life's busy life's busy life's busy that's one of the points we want to get across we're just in that season of our life where our kids are just that certain age where between sports and school and their social lives and the things we have going on there's just a lot going on I know it's not going to last. I know I'm going to blink my eyes and it's going to be really quiet and boring. Um, But yeah, it's, we're just in that season of our life right now. Yeah. How does, how does Henry like high school? Loves it. Yeah. Absolutely loves it. Yeah. Colby too. Mm -hmm. She thinks it's just the greatest thing. Like (laughs) she just loves it. It's just, you know, and and I get it. It's a new experience and Mm -hmm. everything. And and I'm happy for them because yeah, they're just. Go from a small school. Yeah. Not that, not that it's a big school by any means. I mean, they went from 13 kids in a class to 40 kids in the class. Huge. (laughs) Huge. Yeah. The best is, so where our kids went to school before, there's no hot lunch program. Yes. And so. We had to take their lunch every day. Yeah. Yeah. Kids get hot lunch now. And my, like Henry, I'll be like, so what'd you have for lunch today? And he was like, oh, this, this, this. And he's not very enthused about it. Neither's Colby. But he's not packing his lunch either. He's like, I've got the option for hot lunch. Even if it's disgusting and I'm going to eat nothing, I'm still not packing your lunch. That's Colby too. Same, same. Like we, we had cheesy potatoes and ham for supper the other night, which is Colby's all time favorite meal. Like she's like, I always make doubles. So there's plenty of leftovers. And she's like, oh my gosh, I could just, oh my gosh, this is my favorite meal, blah, 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 blah. And so I said, do you want me to pack some for your lunch tomorrow? You want to take your lunch tomorrow? And she's like, she stops. She thinks, I know I can see it. The torture. Yes, I want this for lunch tomorrow versus what we're going to have. But no, I don't want to be that person that takes their lunch to high school. You know, she's like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. You know, that's so funny. To me, like, I would much rather take my lunch than eat something I don't want to eat or like. Me too. Me too. I don't know. Yeah. And whenever I went to school, like, 
nobody cared if you packed a lunch or brought a hot no. lunch. It wasn't like a cool factor. And maybe it is now. I don't know. But th- half the people packed their lunch, half ate the hot lunch. It was just. The Rankin girls weren't. We only were allowed to eat school lunch one day a week. And that was it. And I think it was $1.25. Dad gave us $1.25 each week to buy a lunch ticket. And you had to pick which day, which we always picked pizza day. Mm-hmm. And so otherwise we had to take our lunch every single day, you know. Yeah. And, and we had to pack it. And here I am like. I'll pack it for Me, you. I'm like, are you sure you don't want cheesy potatoes and ham with a homemade blueberry muffin? And, and, uh-huh. <laughs> and then my kids are like, Colby's like, no. No, I'll, I'll take the stale bread and the runny applesauce. Yes. That's fine. Yes. That's yes. fine. <laughs> Correct me I'm like, okay, whatever. And then Max is on the other side of things. He's like, I'm going to let you make my lunch for school, like through college, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. my kids lunches i never have i did when they were younger but even josie she's sick she packs her own lunch and like i have all the things ready and i'll go through and be like what'd you put in your lunch today um and she'll tell me but i don't pack my kids lunches it's just the trauma of my childhood it's one of the the things i'm trying to heal in life um so i always just had you know 80s farm kid here i had like a bologna sandwich with mustard on it no cheese just bologna with some mustard and then buy right potato chips and my mom did bake a lot so there was usually like a homemade cookie or bar or something to take but then my best friend erin her dad worked at caterpillar and she had a thermos that she'd have chef boyardi ravioli her mom had homemade zucchini bread and she would put butter on it and make like see like you know, Mm -hmm. cut it and then fold it, you know, or whatever, so that the butter didn't get everywhere. And then she had Pringles potato chips, Pringles, not the buy right potato chips like us. And she'd have pudding and all of this stuff. And I just remember looking at Aaron's lunch, just being like, man, you have the best lunch. And so it's like, I I don't know. I just, I, I go a little over the top on the kids' lunches. So, so I do. So mine was bologna sandwich and I mean, whatever. I can't even think right now. Um, But if I stayed the night at my grandma's house, she would make me like a ham and cheese sandwich. And she'd buy the little bags of chips. My mom wouldn't buy those for us. No, uh uh-uh. So my grandma, and then, of course, she'd always make homemade cookies and stuff like that. And so, like, I always loved that. So for my kids, I don't pack their lunch, but I buy corn dogs, chicken nuggets, Hot Pockets, pizza rolls. The little bags of chips, yes. juice boxes, the individual applesauce and fruit cups, yes. yogurt tubes, cheese sticks. And so they have every option because yeah. I'm the same way. I'm yeah. like, oh, my lunch sucked. And it I did. Wanted, I'll buy pudding cups sometimes. Yes, too. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And our kids will get older and they'll pack ham sandwiches for their kids. Probably. Like, oh, my gosh, we had all this junk and it was it was too much. We we yes. want simple, or you know what I mean. Yes, and that's yes. always the way it translates. It goes back out. and forth. It goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah. The one thing my mom always and I'll feel bad for my grandkids, and I'll probably start packing their lunch for them. I'll be <laughs> so like, my grandma did. "You're horrible parents. Look what you're sending in your kids' lunches. They're barely existing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the one thing my parents did do was we had a local um, little Debbie. Yes. 
provider and <laughs> we've talked he would about have stuff getting ready to expire and you could go buy like a box for 50 cents or whatever and she would buy the heck out of those and so we did get little debbies and that was awesome we never that little debbie was something we just looked at as we were passing by them in the grocery store with you know mm-hmm. lust and and mm-hmm. yearning oh yeah no <laughs> I've ate them all. I can tell you what the good ones are. I can tell you what the not good ones are. And the bad thing was, this is probably why I was obese whenever I was in school. <laughs> like, she would, she's like super healthy. Like, every meal, it was meat, potato, veggie, made sure we ate fruits, all that kind of stuff. But she'd just give us an entire box of Little Debbies, and we'd sit and eat the whole thing, and that was okay. Like, and I'd be like, if my kids did that, I'd be like, what are you, are you doing? doing? No, she'd just give us. An entire box of Little Debbies. So, the funny thing is, is that, like, I think about, like, the things I do now as a parent, because I was lacking that in my childhood or whatever, (laughs) but I know my kids are going to do the complete opposite. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to be like, like, so one of my things was our kitchen table was always cluttered, and I didn't like that. Yeah. So my kitchen table, like, if there's clutter on it, it drives me crazy. I'm, like, cleaning it off, and my kids hate it. They're like, it's fine. Why can't it just stay there? And I'm like, no, get it off. So now when they get older, I'm going to come to their house, and their kitchen table is going to be filled with stuff because they're going to be like, our mom never let us put anything on the kitchen table, so we're putting everything here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always funny how, like, it just translates through yes, things. Yes, yes. It goes back and forth every generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the – it was – I can't remember what the meme was I saw the other day, and it was, like, something about kids making their mom happy – or something, and the mom was like, then just pick up your room. That yes. would make me really happy. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Just yeah. clean it up. Henry's room is a disaster. It drives me insane. Um, he will definitely, when he moves out, he is, he's going to throw stuff everywhere because I make him pick it up, and he hates it. Yeah. He hates it. But I'm like, dude, there's five cups, a plate, wrappers everywhere. Like, yes, come on. Yes. The best is we have tons of, like, Yeti cups, mm-hmm. different ones like that or whatever. And, like, I'll go in the cabinet and I'll be like, where, where are, are my cups? Like, I need a big one or Tony will need one or whatever. So I'll tell Henry to clean his room. And suddenly five cups appear on the counter. And I'm like, well, that's the one I was looking for right. in that one. Right. And they never clean them. They just didn't, they just appear on the counter. They just oh, appear on the counter. Usually they're half filled with some really gross stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there was a chocolate milk one one day and I was like, don't do that again. Please don't do that yeah. again. What, have you ever seen the meme that it's like there's, there's no greater symbol of hope in life than the mom that puts piles of things on the stairs hoping your kids will take them to their bedroom that's mm-hmm. our house completely like I'm always if I'm cleaning and there's things that are the kids on countertops tables etc I'll put them on the stairs to go up to their room and a week later they'll still be there I'll be like mm-hmm. hey you've gone past these 97 times they thought you were just decorating yeah 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 <laughs> with your socks yes yeah. yes your folded yeah. socks that fell off your pile you know whatever I'm like take them upstairs let them clutter your room I always like I throw all the laundry on the couch and then I sort and I throw everybody's pile on the back and I'm like, take it to your room or whatever. Yeah. Those piles will sit there for a couple of days. And then I'll finally be like, guys, get your laundry. Yes. And they'll grab everything except for the socks. Yes. I have tons of socks just floating on my couch all the time. Yes. And I'm like, what part of pick up your laundry doesn't include socks? Like, do I need to make a special announcement, laundry and socks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I bought one of my biggest pet peeves and it wasn't, I mean, this, this didn't exist really at our old house cause it was a ranch, but now that we have it upstairs at the house that we are in now, um, 
laundry baskets. So I have six to eight laundry baskets. Um, do I need that many? No, I really don't. But I like, I like lots of laundry baskets. I do. It's just my thing. So anyway, the kids would, where I would fold laundry and sort it into piles and it would be on my bed. And so at night I would be like, I did laundry today. Everybody needs to take your laundry upstairs to your room. Bring me my basket back. They would never bring it back. So then I wrote on them, do not take upstairs. You, know, da, 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 da. you will die if you don't return this laundry basket type of thing. Does that work? No. So two Christmases ago, I bought them both each a set of laundry baskets that are a different color than mine. And I'm like, you are only allowed to use these to take upstairs. You are not allowed to take my laundry baskets upstairs. Yesterday, I'm doing laundry and I'm taking some from the dryer into my bedroom to sort and fold and I only have two laundry baskets and I'm like are you freaking kidding me I'm like come on and I know if I go up there each of them will have their three laundry baskets that are theirs the brown ones and then and they'll have one or two of mine I know I have I have like six white ones and two blue ones and I have two white ones in my room and that's it that's funny I'm like, oh my but, gosh, people just, uh-huh. and, and ours, that's the way it is with towels in our house. Oh, really? I have, I have like 30 bath towels, probably maybe not that many, but we have a lot and I will do laundry and fold and I'll have like four in there. And I'm like, where are all the towels? Yeah. And they're, they're thrown in the kids' rooms in a corner, dirty clothes that they're going to bring to mm-hmm. the laundry room, you know, or thrown in a closet. And I'm like, guys, wh- like, I don't, I don't get it. Now, the same year I bought those laundry baskets, I did buy the kids each their own set of towels and washcloths. So they each have three. Colby has teal colored. Max has gray. And they're not allowed to take our towels and washcloths upstairs. And that they've respected. Like, they just use their own towels and washcloths. But um, the laundry baskets, no, they... They, they pilfer those. Yeah, like with us having the one bathroom, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a free-for-all. So. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's just survival. <laughs> we use, and I, I always say, like, this is our um, whatever white trash, not really white trash, but, um, like, we have nice bath towels, yeah. and then we have tons of beach towels and stuff like that. We use all of it in the really? bathroom. Really? Yep, oh, I everything. can't use a beach towel, though, like, oh, yeah. I not unless a, it's a pool situation. Oh, no, I like a good big beach do you, towel to wrap up. <laughs> do, you have, do you have special towels that are, like, the old ones that have gotten thin that that's what you wrap your hair in after you get done out of the shower? No. no oh, I have, like, two or three towels that are, like... The older, they're not as thick and fluffy. So when you wrap your hair in them, it doesn't like, you don't have like 10 pounds on your Mm -hmm. head. Those are just my hair towels. Those are just, those are just for putting my hair up after I've showered. Yeah. It's any towel. Whichever one's, it's, as long as it's clean, I don't care. No, it hurts your neck. (laughs) I (laughs) don't. fluffy towel, I end up sitting cockeyed. I'm like, gosh, this towel's like (laughs) weighting my head down. Well, I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't have any big fluffy towels because we use them so much and I've washed them so much. Like I've got one that was a beach towel. Every towel in your house is a hair towel? Yeah, every house. <laughs> and it's like paper thin. And I don't get rid of it because I'm like, I don't want to buy any more towels. This is fine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us are thin. I usually, like I don't leave my hair wrapped up very long after I get out of the shower. So. Oh, I do. Mine stays up for a good half hour probably. Really? Uh, I've got thick ass hair. <laughs> you like... I do too, but like... Oh. Uh, the only time I ever wrap my 
head and leave it wrapped is whenever I'm trying to do that curl thing and it's in yeah. a t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. But like I'll wrap it up as soon as I get out in my robe or whatever and I'll immediately go get dressed and like by the time I get back to the bathroom, it's off. I'm doing my conditioner, brushing it out and stuff like that. No, mine stays in for quite a while. I got to get about 70 to 80% of the water soaked out before I can dry it. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be drying it for like 35 minutes. See, so. But see, I shower at night, so I don't dry my hair. I just, mm-hmm. I sleep with it wet. So. I get that. Okay, if I slept with my hair wet, wow. <laughs> I'll try it sometime. I was going to say, try it. I'll try picture. it and I'll post a TikTok for you. Oh, mine's a mess. Like, curl everywhere. But like, I... 99% of the time, I brush it and throw it in a ponytail on top of my head anyway. So I'm like, what do I care? You know, oh. if, we're, if we have plans, yeah. then I'll take a shower in the afternoon and blow dry and straighten and do that whole deal. But yeah. no. No, mine's, mine's, I mean, I look like the That's freaking hilarious. Lion King. With I it. want to see this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. So that's I'm gonna look forward to that. I'll do it for you. Week. I'll do it for you. <laughs> you should do a TikTok about it. I will. I'll do a TikTok. Mm-hmm. How to, to tell this. if you have naturally curly hair? Yeah, this, this is, is it. This, this is, is it. it. You look like this in the morning. You know, if you have naturally curly hair that's super thick and also coarse, and you sleep on it wet, this is what it looks like. That's really funny. <laughs> So, well, I, this has been a good podcast. Yeah, good catching up with I'm you. I'm on my fourth cup of coffee now. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna be so full of energy for the rest of the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tackle cleaning my house, I think. So, and with this coffee fueling me, I should be able to get it done in like 10 minutes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And, and we will try to do another one before six months. Yes, 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 absolutely. All right. Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.